All right, everybody, welcome to the Political Strife Podcast. Thank you all for listening. So today I wanted to, first off, just give you guys a little bit of background about me and what the show will be about. And for anybody listening, anything you guys want me to hear, anything you that you guys want to hear me talk about, just put that down in the comments section down below. And over the weekend here, I will do research on it. Uh, I will probably try to do two podcasts uh, per week. All right, so a little bit about me and just kind of about my political views. So first and foremost, um, I live in Ohio currently, and uh, you know I think it you know it's been a really good state. But you know anyway, essentially that's just where I live. But really getting into the uh, political side of where I lean. Um, so I grew up, and I'll give you guys a little bit of background as I explain this. So I grew up in a very, very conservative home. So my parents, my grandparents, um, aunts and uncles, with the exception, I actually do have an aunt and an uncle that are actually Democrat. They were the only, they're the only family members that actually are. Um, but anyway, I grew up in a very conservative home, and so I really thought that, you know what, that is, you know, how, how I'm going to view things. Um, and then I started to grow up, and I really kind of started to explore more uh, of, you know, just politics in general. And what I began to notice is I didn't really agree with everything that the Republicans were doing, and I'll get that to that into a minute in a minute, and so I kind of thought I started to lean a little bit libertarian, um, but really, I'm, I'm really centrist, um, I'm more centrist, but I do lean left, so you may say, oh, well, how could you be centrist and lean left, shouldn't a centrist, shouldn't, shouldn't somebody in the center just be straight down the middle, um, and to that, I would say, imagine there's a line on the left, if you cross the line on the left side, that's the left side of politics. If you cross it over across over into the right side, you obviously would then lean right. Imagine that the line, not crossing it, but the actual line is divided into two parts. I would just be on the left part of that line. Um, I try to th- I before anything I talk about on this show, I will tell you if it is my opinion and if it is my speculation, and I am completely open to being wrong on anything, um, but I will give you guys a heads up on that. Otherwise, I will do my absolute best to give you guys the most accurate information um, out there. So, with that being said, um, essentially, I, I believe that Again, I, I think that I, I try to think as logically as I can, and I look at the country and where we are now, and I truly do not believe that the whether it comes down to the economic system, right? So you could talk about capitalism. I think forms of capitalism can work. I think what we have right now, though, I think there's so many issues um, within our system that it it quite frankly something has to change, and. Whether you believe that that is, you know, going more uh, 
in a in becoming a social democracy, whether you believe that's more of a um, libertarian free an actual true free market approach, whatever it is, I think that we have to actually go towards one of those two things. I don't think that we can do this in the middle anymore. Um, and the truth is, is just I mean, look at what we have now. I mean, everyone knows there's something wrong, and we need to change it. And this is actually where I'm going to start to get into why I am no longer a Republican. Again, I have family that's Republican, and I don't think that you should allow politics to divide relationships. Because ultimately, politics shouldn't be your life. So I do want to make that clear as well in this. So... One of the things for me that – one of the reasons that I started to you know, go away from the right was I just – everyone can agree, even people on the right, that there's a lot messed up in America right now, whether it's healthcare, whether it's college – Right, whether you know it's you know um, you know people and getting their pension or social security, you know maybe it's minimum wage, whatever it is, there are a lot of issues that directly impact impact all of us every single day. And if you really look back into politics, we'll just say the '80s. If you go back to the '80s and you listen to when Reagan was having his debates and what he ran on. They were having the same conversation about healthcare. They were having the same conversation about immigration, right? About um, mental health, about drugs. That was 40 years that was 40 years ago now. This is now 2020 and we're still having these same issues. People are being asked the same questions. So my question is then I mean, it's been 40 years. What's going on? Why is there all this news about politics, but yet when it comes down to it in the last 40 years, we still haven't, we're we're still at square one. And so that really got me thinking. And one thing I realized was that being a conservative is almost not wanting anything to change. Again, for example, Donald Trump back in August was doing an interview, uh, I want to say with Chris Wallace, I could be wrong on that. Again, if I am, I'd love to be corrected on that. But I believe it was with Chris Wallace. This wasn't the one right before the presidential debate, obviously. But he was having an interview, I know, on, on Fox News, where he was talking about a new healthcare plan, how it was going to be, uh, how it was going to change healthcare and how it was going to benefit a lot of people. It's now mid-October and nothing happened. And not only that, but he talked about how he was going to sign off on this that week. That week that he had the interview. And nothing has happened since then. So there's a lot of that. And a lot of people believe that he did it just because he said he was going to. And anyway, that's a little bit more of my personal opinion, you know, getting into that there. But more or less, I digress. 
So I should I should put that on the t-shirt. If you guys want merch, that'll be what will be on the shirt. More or less, I digress. I like it. Anyway, so one of the biggest things that I've noticed with if you watch Fox News, if you watch CNN, if you watch MSNBC, first off about all of those, they do, they should not hold all the all the credibility. All right, I I listen. That is totally fine if you want to watch those programs, but do not. I mean, absolutely do not. I don't care where you lean. Do not make those the sources of all of your information. I believe it's very important to really have three news sources. All right. So I don't. I don't ever. If this podcast blows up, I do not want people to ever come to just me as a source because that's dangerous. Because, see, I'm going to give you one perspective and a single representation of something. And you should have – so let's say, for example, you're a Republican, right? Or you're just right-leaning, okay? So you're going to have your source that's right-leaning. Then I think it's important to try to have a, a, a news source that's just no opinion. It's just facts about what's going on. And then have a source – on the left, and again, find credible sources, like really find accurate things. Don't find these like wacky, you know, conspiracy theory, you know, far, far left or far right or, you know, people that claim to be centrist but that are clear, clearly biased. Find good, credible sources that that left-leaning people that they would go to, you know, and centrist sources that are trusted whether you're, you know, no matter what you're listening to. You know, that are credible through, you know, you, you can essentially look them up. But, you know, other news sources will say that, yes, this program is credible. Find those places as well. I think that's important. Um, and so one of the things to me, so getting back kind of into everything, I really started to notice that, you know, as I watched – Whatever it was, you know, the main, the cable news networks and whether I was watching, you know, or reading the New York Times or if I was reading Town Hall is one common factor through all news sources is this. Democrats come up with an idea and Republicans shoot it down, especially over the past four years. And really, if you look at everything the Republicans have actually drastically used the filibuster significantly. I don't have the exact statistics actually right now up in front of me, um, but I will try to find those and I will try to put them in the link in the link of this video if I'm able to link it. Um, but also do your own research on this. Republicans have drastically used the filibuster against Democrats significantly more than. The opposite, obviously. And to me, that says a lot. And when you just watch news, it's about Democrats having ideas. Republicans don't run on anything anymore except 
anti-left. Vote for me because the other side's crazy. And I will say this. The Democrats can also be like that as well. And I am a firm believer that the two-party system doesn't work. We need more parties, at least in the debate, so we can really get more perspective. Because maybe there's somebody out there that you didn't know that was running for office that if you had actually heard them, you would have voted for them. You know, I don't think it hurts to have more people in. It it shouldn't hurt. And I'm tired of hearing about, oh, a third party is a waste of a vote. Because, see, here's the thing. Maybe if we stopped saying a vote for a third party is a waste of a vote, maybe if we stopped saying that, maybe it wouldn't be. So just to keep that in mind. But Republicans, they're just anti, it's just anti-left. And see, the thing is, is you can talk to anybody at any walk of life and they know, yeah, there's a lot of things in the U.S. that need to change that haven't changed. And for some reason, Republicans have not been doing what they should be and, or, you know, they haven't been doing anything really. And I believe that's because naturally as a conservative, you're skeptical of anything that has to do with change. I think Republicans, and I think to me, where I ultimately walked away from the Republican Party is how loyal they've become to Trump. So one, they've been shooting down a lot of Democrat ideas. All of them. They do not meet in the middle. They use the filibuster way more than the Democrats. And if you really look on a measurable scale on how extreme, whether it's the left or the right's political views have actually become based upon the majority of their bases, the, the Democrats have gone slightly further to the left, but actually not at nearly as much and actually not even that much in general. The right has actually drastically moved further and further to the right. And I think with Donald Trump, I really do think, because he actually got elected president. I think you can go back to the Tea Party um, and look at the Tea Party and how they were kind of crazy, but they didn't have the numbers to do this. Donald Trump actually got elected president of the United States. And that, to me, is where I think the Republican Party has turned into something else. It's The Republican Party is Republican in name only. It's become – Donald Trump, I have never seen even a Democrat. Like, even, even, like Obama, I guess we could go with Obama. But he didn't change their views as much as Donald Trump did. Democrats weren't afraid of Obama the way other Republicans are afraid of Trump. Go back to 2016. Since Donald Trump has become president, okay, look at whether it's mayors, whether it's governors, whether it's people in the Senate, whether it's people in the House of Representatives. If you go back and you look at all of this stuff, you'll notice one thing. The people, the Republicans that criticize Trump are either out of office or they're struggling and they're in jeopardy right now. And the only common factor between all of those people is the fact that they've criticized Donald Trump. 
if you look at even the if you even look at 2016 2016 where some republican leaders you know they called trump out on a couple of things or they were just naturally skeptical on certain issues and now they're not they actually support him so there's another thing is the republican party especially the leaders how they have begun to fall in line with donald trump rather than their actual party and what their actually and what their actual beliefs were and no don't tell me oh it's because political views change i've never seen so many people's political views change so rapidly it's insane it's also they can stay in office you get publicity you get money you have lobbyists republicans as much as they talk about tax cuts what are they my question is what are what are republicans doing about getting rid of tax loopholes for big corporations because here's the thing we all know that big corporations aren't paying their fair share what if they were you know, I think I think multiple things could happen. I think one, if if these big corporations and then these these very wealthy people, again, I'm not even saying tax them higher. I'm saying if they all paid their taxes like they should be doing, and there weren't these loopholes, it could go a couple of ways. One, you wouldn't be paying as much in taxes. I would think, because see. Essentially, imagine it as like a quota, right? Government has to meet a certain quota for the amount of money they get per year. They need this. Okay, well, if people like big corporations aren't paying theirs, their fair share, well, then to meet the quota, other people have to pay more. Now, I see an issue with kind of what I'm saying here, so I will point it out, which is, I mean, it's not like they do the big corporations first. I believe, and then they do everybody else. So it could be wrong there. But if, but all of a sudden, government would have a surplus of money, which they already have too much money. So then, yeah, shouldn't people actually then either they get taxed less or they get bigger refunds or something to that effect? Or the things that Republicans talk about as being so expensive, like all oh, universal health care, or, you know, even if it's just i'm not saying all college should be paid for but we'll say you know an associates to bachelor's degree i think that's reasonable a lot of the actually all of the education systems in the eu all right over in europe as well as ireland and sweden all right that's actually what they do a lot of people actually get their first 4 years of college paid for all right so what if these corporations what if they were paying their fair share? Oh, well, all of a sudden, it's not unreasonable, I think, if you just look at that alone. It's not unreasonable to think, oh, we could have college paid for. We could have health care, you know? And then, and even to me, what, what about military spending? Military spending has 
I know people that are in the military. I know people that are in the military that are very right, but that are good, really good friends of mine, and they're amazing people. And they all agree. They're like, yes, the military gets way too much money. You could cut some of military spending. So they're saying that they are in the military. They're in the army. I know. I will say. I don't think. I. I know. I don't. No. I do. What am I saying? I do. I know somebody in the navy. I. I know somebody from every branch, essentially, and all of them have agreed with this. So why can't we redistribute some of that money? It doesn't make sense. Because see, at the end of the day, and this is one thing that I will say that makes me upset, is just government just spends money where they want to spend it, it, and not always in the interest of the American people. But anyway, continuing on this conversation of why I'm not on the right, and if and if you are somebody who's on the right listening to this podcast, I would love to be able to have a conversation with you. You know, we could maybe make a uh, episode uh, on this podcast, and I would love to hear your views, actually. And again, open discussion. I'm not going to attack you, and uh, nothing personal. So I think that would be a really, really good open discussion. Anyway, continuing with the point and kind of my political background, I will try to wrap this up in a couple of minutes, trying to make this a little bit quick. Um, but the normal podcasts, I'll try to. Make them, you know, anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, make it quick. Make it something that you don't have to, that's not a huge time commitment. Um, you know, and we'll see where it goes. Then if I talk and you guys are like, hey, you're rambling and we hate your show. need Because you talk so long, talk less. Then we'll go with that. Maybe it's, oh, it's good and we'll and I'll talk more. And maybe as it grows, can be more interactive. We can do phone calls or something like that. I think that would be great. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Anyway, so as I was talking about, you know, Republicans. So one, Republicans run on an anti-left agenda. Even if you look at Donald Trump, what is Donald Trump really, really running on? I mean, yeah, he, he may have a couple of policies, a couple of things but i would say that the 95 percent if you just listen to him and i'm not saying like little clips i'm saying if you even just listen to the town hall that he had last night his political rallies even the presidential debate it just seems like 90 to 95 percent of what he's running on is vote for me so biden doesn't become president and nothing else not and the other five percent is what he would do that's awful. You should be not you shouldn't be running on don't vote for this guy, but vote for me because I'm an actual good candidate. And maybe Trump knows that he's not a good candidate and that's why the other guy has to look worse than Trump. Maybe he knows that. I don't know. Anyway. So lack of innovation. They don't do anything about tax cuts. And I would say what what hit home for me was there was a CNN was um, a couple of weeks ago I believe now uh, I want to say about two and a half weeks ago Chris uh, Cuomo on CNN had an interview with 
Ted Cruz. And to me, it was very eye-opening into the mindset of the Democrat of the Republican Party and where they get their information. And it taught me this, and I, I will say this, and then I'll go into why and specifics from that interview. So I believe that the left has a better understanding, not a perfect understanding, I think it could always be better, but a better understanding about what the right believes than what the right thinks that the left believes. Essentially, a lot of, actually all of my friends, and this is another thing that I just think is just weird, and it's, it's, I, I can't even say that it's just coincidental. It, there, it, it's not just ironic. There has to be a, a reason. But all of my family and all of my friends that are Republicans think they know what the left believes based upon what right new what right wing news sources tell them the left believes. All of their arguments about what the left wants is just something that is, for the most part, just false and regurgitated. And I have no idea what it is. But it's it's just insane. So I will get into the Chris Cuomo with Ted Cruz interview about two and a half weeks ago. Again, not saying that it's everything's re- that it's relevant to what's happening right now, but again, just going over you know political backstory. Um, and then on Monday uh, over the weekend here, I will try to you know uh, get I'll try to get some good content together and put out a, another episode hopefully on Monday for you guys. Anyway, so this Ted Cruz interview, so. They're, you know, kind of going back and forth, you know, at first talking about policy, you know, and then they start getting into COVID and what had gone on about that. And Ted Cruz thought the way he looked at this, the way he looked and the way he said this was a total gotcha moment. What Ted Cruz... Ted Cruz actually asked Chris Cuomo, he said, well, what did you think about Donald Trump when he did the travel ban? Because as a lot of people on the right believe, they think that the left, that everybody on the left thinks that it was xenophobic or whatnot and that we shouldn't have had it, right? Which I I believe Joe Biden, correct me if I'm wrong, actually did say that he wouldn't have done that. And that was wrong. And so Chris Cuomo, though, responds to Ted Cruz and says, I agree with the travel ban, and I have always agreed with it. I'm on tape. I can bring it up if you want me to. Ted Cruz's face, the color drained straight from it. And to me, just that one question alone, and it got worse, and I'll get into that throughout the rest of the interview. That that surprised me. There was stuff I didn't agree with, you know, and I didn't like the whole, you know, they're more fighting for, they're, they're fighting for Trump, you know, and not 
for their actual party and what they actually believe in. It's just Trump. You know? Because what does Trump believe? I mean, there's so much stuff that he doesn't tell the truth about. I mean, example, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is a conservative. Oh, but he's a critic of Trump. So therefore, he's struggling in his race right now. But he's a true conservative. That's how badly people just want the Republican person to be for Trump. Fox News, Republicans, they changed some of their views just because now they have a Republican president after having Obama for eight years. I am convinced that if Obama ran as a Republican and got elected, that the right would have no issue with that. And they would think that that would be great. And Obama was a really good president. I'm convinced of that now. Just because of what they've done with Donald Trump. Obviously, that's my opinion, but still a point to be had there. Anyway, so I'll try to wrap this up as quick as I can now. But as the interview continues to go on, Ted Cruz is bringing up the fact that New York had a huge spike and had a lot of cases at the beginning and didn't do everything right at the beginning. And they did mess up, especially with the whole nursing home situation. That was a big mess up for New York. But also, keep in mind with the whole New York thing, the vast majority of these cases were in New York City. New York City is the most heavily populated and condensed in like a small area. I mean, it's, it's the most, what is it? It's the most heavily populated in in condensed area in all of america more than la people are because of how new york is la is actually a little bit more spread out than new york city so of course there's going to be more cases if you just think for a second about it but granted they did mess up on a couple of other things that shouldn't have like that now granted and, and yes everybody messed up at the beginning with covid but the whole nursing home situation that was something that was just absolutely stupid and everyone can agree to that the whole thing was just stupid but anyway so you know ted cruz is bringing up oh well how come you know well they're left so therefore that means that the left doesn't know what they're doing and the right does is was essentially his, his point was he was bringing up all the states and bringing up that argument that you would hear on Fox News, you know, that, you know, oh, the places that are doing really bad are, you know, Democratic states, you know, or run by Democratic governors. But and I and this is honestly, this is a lot of arguments that I've seen a lot of right-wingers take, which is they bring up a point that's actually sort of abstract to the problem. Because, yeah, you're right, they do have more cases. And, oh, yeah, does their governor happen to be Democrat? As Does their mayor happen to be Democrat? Yes. Um, let's look at the places that you're talking about, though. What, you're talking about Chicago, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, New York City? Yeah, you're just, yeah, you're talking about like the five largest cities in all of America. 
Okay. And then Chris brings up, well, what about how, what about Texas? And what about Florida? They had like the biggest spikes compared to almost anybody. They, they were, Florida was one of the worst states. They were, you could even say at the end, New York is better than the beginning. Florida got worse in terms of their policies. Florida wasn't on track to be where New York was, and they actually made it to where New York was. And so Chris brings this up and says, what about that? If we're going to play this, you know, oh, it just happens to be, you know, Republican, mayor, governor, whatever. Well, what about Florida and Texas? They had, like, the biggest spikes compared to anybody at any point. And not only that, but it wasn't like they were bad in the beginning where they could have had an excuse of, oh, we didn't know what COVID was. No, it was like we knew what it was and we got worse the more we understood the virus. So anyway, it was just, it just showed me, it was just, all, and, and anyway, it was just all of Ted Cruz's talking points were like that. That he genuinely seemed that he only watched Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. And had no real idea of what the left actually believes despite, I mean, having to work with them. Anyway, that is all of my take. If anybody wants to, you know, uh, hear about anything specific, I would love to hear about it. Uh, This was kind of unconventional. Um, I'll have everything a lot more structured and laid out. Uh, for the podcast here on Monday. But you guys have a great weekend. And anything you guys want to hear about, comment down below. But have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening.